<laughs> Craig, I have my friend Craig Harlow on here, and I think it's just we should just go because like with you, we could just talk about a variety of uh, different things and just and just go. So let's just go. Let's so, think of. <laughs> okay. I'm in, man. Like, like Go's been my middle name since I was born. Like my mom told me that I could run before I could walk, and I could run before I could crawl. So Go's <laughs> been my middle name. We were just watching uh, Monday Night Raw, and we saw Kevin Owens come out and was like dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And dude, Kevin Owens is, in my opinion, one of the, one of the be one of the bet. Okay, professional wrestling versus sports entertainment. What what side are you on? You call it professional wrestling, or you call it sports entertainment? Hey, hold up one second. I got a phone call coming in. One right. sec. Hey, what's up, D? on Matt's podcast. Oh, uh, what are you guys talking about? We were talking, talking about, about Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, and yeah. his pop he got at Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't really check out Monday Night Raw, but it looks pretty fun. Well, we've got it on pause right now, so if you want to come over and hop on the podcast, um, I'm going to close this out, and you can come on and get on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, woke up, so I'll be over in probably like, 15, 20. Sounds perfect. Just all come right. in. You're all right. We we had you live on the air, so. <laughs> cool beans. All right, we'll see you when you get here. Yeah, it's super important to let people know that they're live on the air when you're yeah. broadcasting because it's their personal right and their right. their right to know. Plus, right. in the state of California, if you pick it up, and I don't tell them we may have a lawsuit, and we want to make <laughs> sure our California listeners. <laughs> Don't give us a lawsuit. There are violations in state rights. I can check. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can check like um, from on my on the app. Hold on, I can actually check and see where people have uh, listened from. It's like, for example, only like three people listen to our last one. But I have and some. I think that's a shame. If only three people <laughs> are listening to what I have to bring to the table, you are failing. Not only yourself. Thank you for the three people who like to hear what I got to say. I mean, but it's up there, and people are continue to listen. You to are it. definitely. I have some. Insight. I have some that has sixty plays. Sixty is huge, man. Yeah. Um, 13, 12, like, 20. Fred, me and Fred and Ray get good ones usually. It's it's incredible what people have to say. Or like one of the biggest things that I believe in, Matt, is that you can learn more from others than you actually do from like a book. Or yeah, you know, I can learn a lot from listening to other people's stories. Everyone's got a story to tell. Quote the big Christopher. Wallace. So so somebody from these are all the countries where the my podcast Russia. <laughs> <laughs> my man right here, anti Putin. He's got a Russian listener. What? They're Russia? turning progressive overnight. They're out there <laughs> protesting and getting locked up by their government. For 15 years. For 15 years by listening to Musings with Matt. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand the crime that's going on oh, over there. Oh, jeez, I'm cruel. It is... It is... So, I, anyway, Russia... People have listened to it from Russia, Australia, Ireland, Egypt. That's, that's my friend Larissa Cahill. She's in Egypt. UK, somebody from Vietnam, Germany, and then... United States. Talk about a country that was not for progressive views in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I can't believe somebody from Russia is listening to my Vietnam, podcast. Should I be, man. Should I be worried? Like, should I, <laughs> I get, I get why Vietnam's listening. Like, Matt's a communist. Like, yeah, everyone knows that. Of course, I'm a <laughs> like, total communist. Total communist. I, I think like, the government should control the everything. Podcast with Matt Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I think the government could control every single aspect of your life. That is exactly what that's, I believe. That's what you're for. <laughs> No. <laughs> like, if you don't know that I'm joking right now, yeah. and laugh that Matt's in, yeah. like, you definitely don't understand not a, good comedy. I'm not a communist. But it's funny to, to say I am and laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to give people fair rights. Like, like shit, I'm trying to oh. give people health care, education. You're, oh, you're a communist. Everyone deserves a fair education. No, rich people deserve a fair education. Everybody deserves to get... Cancer treatment if they get communist. <laughs> In fact, I was knocking doors for Bernie Sanders in the 2016 run, and uh, I knocked on somebody's door in, in the town I live in. This is great. This is a great story. I laughed so hard <laughs> when he told me this. Like, if you're listening to this right now, you should absolutely take this story in. So I, you know, I, I've done a lot of knocking doors for political adventures for many different candidates. You're not trying to do things for Christ, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Knock on this guy's door. <laughs> knock on this guy's door, and I say, "Hello, I'm from the Bernie Sanders campaign. Would you? Are you planning to vote on blah blah blah, whatever it was in 2015 or whatever?" And he goes, "I don't vote for communists." It slams the door in my face, and I was just like, "All right." I wish you would have let me explain why Bernie Sanders is not a communist, but clearly he's not ready to have that All conversation. Right, let's, let's, let's reenact that right now. Let's have a good time. You ready? Yeah. Hello? Hey, my name is Matt. I'm from the Bernie Sanders camp. Get out of here, you communist! <laughs> Slam door. <laughs> it's like, I think I should just go to the next house. Probably not. <laughs> All right, Matt. Let's recreate him going to the next house. Knock on the door. Hello, who is it? <laughs> Hello, my name is Matt. I'm from the Bernie Sanders campaign. I'm not interested in God. Go home. <laughs> Me neither, go home. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. I think it's hilarious. It's my podcast. I'm it's cool. okay. It's fantastic. There is a little, I don't think, there's not too much, but there is a little railing of religion that has taken place yeah, in this I podcast. Think I think it's super tough. Like, yeah. I've got friends, um, some of my best friends are religious. Same. Some of my friends aren't religious. Same. I look at myself, you know, sometimes I go through a lot of different things because we really don't know. And death's a thing that's been interesting, especially over the last year for me. Um, I suffer from, I think it's the natatophobia. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's a huge word. It's usually found in, like, usually they get cases of this in women. It's primarily in women, but I have an extreme fear of dying. Like, to the point that it was really bad this fall where I couldn't get behind the wheel of a car. Damn. Like, it was really going through that. creating a huge problem, like driving long distances. And one of my jobs requires me to drive long distances. And, yeah, I've dealt with this probably since I was a child. Um, since I was really, 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 really young. I, I've kind of dealt with this fear. And it goes away and it comes back. It goes away Damn. and goes comes back. And over the summer, I went through some traumatic events, and all of a sudden, this one fear that I had completely buried away, probably for a good, maybe, last time I had that fear come up, maybe 15 years, 20 years, something deep, like long time ago, it just, that event triggered it, and I was going through so much, and I was a, 
uh, bone marrow donor from my sister who was going through leukemia, which is on unbelievable battle by her and fighting through it. And dude, your sister is the t- one of the toughest people I've ever. Dude, if that was me, I told my sister I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll see you on the other side." My, <laughs> yeah, like my sister's I, I, tough. Like, and I, I'm scared. You can't even. I can't even imagine. You know. Good God, I get depressed when, like, it's the smallest, like, I can't even imagine, though, oh, I have leukemia, you know. She's a warrior, like, she's yeah. cancer-free. Warrior. Oh, I did, she's I, a warrior, that's a, yeah, that's what those people those, are. Those people who fight cancer, and they, they're all out, they're warriors. More than, more, I get it over and over again, like, I've heard of people who get cancer, like, four times, it's like, dude, like, how do you even... How do you function? <laughs> yeah, do you I can't up? even imagine. The simple pleasures that, that you like to do, like, they give up everything. Thing, everything know? my sister was 16 when she first contracted i remember where i was when i got the news i remember yeah. i got the news i went home i went to my basketball games i had to coach the next day because i was Ugh. not able to go to the hospital see my sister they're running all these tests and a family of mine and uh, sometimes when you're going through something like that doing where you coaching basketball is something that you do and you're really good at it. it's like you're, so that's probably the best thing for you to do best at that time. one of the parents though we were in a championship game. Parents. They're great. I love this family, too. That I coached yeah. their daughter. I coached their daughter, their son, their other daughter. They invited me to WNBA game. When their daughter was the halftime show. Daughter was on ESPN. All kinds of cool things like that. Like, now we can really get into the intricacy of the people that I've met, known. Like, we can talk some fun stories. But they're like, Harlow, what's wrong? And I go, you know, last night I found out my sister has leukemia. And they're like, oh, my God, how do you feel? I go, I don't know how to feel right now. Right. I'm just going through life. I want to coach these kids. That's what my passion is, and, and you know I got through my day, and thank God my sister's doing well. I gave her the bone marrow that she went through, I know you which did. let's wrap it full circle, which <coughs> triggered the thanatophobia, where they were also talking about like oh yeah, that summer. was like the same time. Plus, plus I was working through it, and then I'm now playing like, quote unquote the role of God. Right. You know, we want to go back to religion. It makes it really tough for you to think about. Am I playing God here? Because if I can't help my sister right. improve her life, then am I a failure? Is is there God? Is there no God? Am I the reason why she's going to be alive? So, you ask yourself so many deep questions when you're going through this. Oh, yeah. And the pain I was in doing the treatments where I can't walk for more than an hour, 30, 15, 20 minutes on my feet where I, I would be in tears. Like my bone marrow was so rapid in my body that I was unbelievably sore. But you go through all these questions that make you really question like, is there God, is there not a God? And it makes you ask yourself like, am I an atheist? Am I, and you know, uh, what's the other word am I looking for right now? It's um, agnostic. Agnostic, yeah. I'm, secular. You're secular. Yeah. Like I'm spiritual at that point. At that point, like I believe there's some kind of cosmic energy in us. Like I'm not a hippie with crystals. Like we're not going down where I'm like, no. yo, my sister need crystals and water. That's <laughs> no. the cure. No, get her the best get medicine. Get her the best medication <laughs> yeah. you can get her. Like she Absolutely. fought COVID on cancer. Like, my sister beat COVID and she got the Trump treatment. Right. You know, she yeah. was on every steroid you can get right. to beat COVID. Like she right. beat COVID yeah, and tr- beat cancer. The steroid cocktail. Unbelievable. She has zero white yeah. blood you're, cells. You're, um, you're, you're, your sister, I follow your, the story. I've been following it. Is, she's just special. Yeah, <laughs> and it's unreal. Like, you, don't, you don't expect things like that to happen. Like I've put my life no. on hold all the time for... For my sister, like I put my life on hold for my for my family. 
So at the end of the day, you know, family over everything is like Thomas Robinson would say back in Kansas back in the day. It was family yeah. over everything. And I think about like all these things that, that you've done in the last year, you know, like going back and forth about religion, it's tough. Um, I pr I'm a practitioner of transcendental meditation. So what TM is, is a form of meditation that really makes you dig deep into your inner self yeah. and it transcends, like you can feel energy that goes from the middle of your heart and it extends all the way up through the sky. Yeah, I sound really hippie right now, but it's the same kind of stuff that the Beatles were oh, doing yeah. from Maharaj Yogi. And you know, same uh, meditation that, you know, Howard Stern does, like we can talk about how much I love Howard Stern someday um, to a point where, you know, if I don't listen to Howard, it's bad. But I practice <laughs> transcendental meditation and it's been a really huge blessing. So that's why I'm always like, is there something outside of here? Because I know that meditation and harvesting the energy mm -hmm. that can bring me down and mellow my day out and getting into this deep thought of unconsciousness mm -hmm. when I meditate for 20 minutes, I do it 40 minutes a day is always what I meditate I for. I, I do I have meditated I should do it more um, it is beneficial I have a really my brain dude is always firing I'm always going you know yeah. I'm always thinking I'm always thinking about this and that side or whatever what, what I'm doing with this family or this college project or this football thing or this pop you know Ukraine or whatever um, so let's get back to the re the religion the religion thing here's my thing. And this is where my roots and my beliefs are probably going to show a little. Um, yeah. If there was an over, if there was an overlord of a superior, a supreme being that controls things, or ha not necessarily control, but has an a effect on things and keeps an eye on things. Then why is someone like your sister getting cancer, bro? Exactly. <laughs> why? Why is there homelessness? Why? Why is? Why is there pain? And because God says work harder in the Bible, Matt. Didn't you not read that part? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So that's my thing, and it also, you know, I have a really, you know, with my education, I have a really hard time. Now, I think Jesus Christ was a real person, and I think he existed i don't think he performed miracles necessarily i think it's great too man i believe jesus christ walked among earth i yeah. also believe jesus was a white man <laughs> yeah i'm just kidding jesus See, was a, knows jesus, jesus was, was a muslim <laughs> anyway a, a brown muslim <laughs> but that's a and a socialist by the way <laughs> you mean he gave everyone bread what, what? No. he made water into wine for everyone what? He made fish come out but, of nowhere. But didn't the didn't the richest people really work for it? <laughs> oh man, the richest people had to pay the heaviest dues. Oh my god, I mean, Ex exploitation of work. That's I why mean, the man wanted him murdered. Yeah, the, the man wanted him murdered. Yeah, and his best friend Pontius Pilate's like, gotta get rid no, of the him. Romans. The Romans had I took I took um, understanding world religions, and the Romans had him killed. Because he was helping people, and they're like, "No, we can't, we can't have them help vulnerable people. That's not a, that's not a." But then, then you go into a whole different. Anyway, where I was going with that is, while I think where Jesus is a real, he existed. I have a really hard time believing in the uh, invisible man and living in the sky part. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just, mean, sometimes like when when I really think about um, religion as a whole, 
and it is super difficult because like part of me wants to believe that when you die your energy is re-brought in <laughs> your reincarnation is true yeah like i love to think that there's no proof of it unless you exactly. watch Unsolved Mysteries. And right. Maybe we're gambling down these odd ventures where people have second past lives. But we're not even going there yet. No. Because that would be a crazy topic for me and Matt to talk about. <laughs> where we're doing nothing educated. Yeah. And we're just making guesses. Right. But like, you know. And it, well, and the thing, it's the proof thing. And if one thing I've learned in college is that. Data and proof is essential, dude. Do you believe in ghosts? That's the question I want I, to ask. I don't. Yo, I've seen some crazy. And I heard heard a lot of people, just and people like you who I think are really smart and intelligent say, "Oh, I do." And dude, so I, why? Well, well, I mean, dude, let's I talk about that. Yo, <laughs> I can tell you some wild, wild ghost stories, man. So my favorite ghost story that I have, um, people, like people will agree to disagree with this story. So, um, if you understand anything about Emily's Bridge up in Stowe, Vermont, um, Stowe's a big old skiing town. There's this bridge up there called the Gold. Uh, what's it called? It's called Emily's Bridge. That's what I know it as. But a uh, girl was, you know, 18, 17 years old, fell in love with a man. The story behind the bridge is that her parents disapproved of her husband. Like every true love story, there's right. always some disapproval. Yeah. And she goes down to run away with her love of her life. She gets to the bridge. And he doesn't show up to pick her up from the bridge. And sad and heartbroken that she is, she threw herself off the top of the bridge into the river. That's the PC version. You know, you're like, okay, yeah. she killed herself. The actual version is she hung herself from the top of the bridge. Yeah. And they found her the next day. Um, super sad, tragic story. And this is like late 1700s. And this folklore has kind of gone on and on. They even got plaques telling you about Emily. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a guy who likes to um, guess about everything, and I'm a guy who's like a doubter. So I drove up to Emily's Bridge with a few of my friends, my friend Jordan, my friend Cassie, won't give their last names, mm -hmm. but we went up there, and I told them about the Haunted Bridge. They, they're like, oh, why would you want to go? Well, I go to the bridge, and I put my car in park. If you know anything about ghosts, they, they really run off electromagnetic energy, and I've got one of the best stirs of electromagnetic energy in the engine of my car. Perfect. All right. Sorry, I had to take a little uh, little break there. I had to go let old Ezekiel Bekiel out. That's fine. <laughs> so I'm out at, at this bridge. I've got my car started. We parked the car. I shut the lights off in the car. And I have the engine running, I start revving it. Like, mm, mm, mm. My boy, like, it's like, cut this fucking shit, man. Like, you're scaring me out. You're like, scaring me, man. I'm like, it's all right, let's keep doing it. Mm. Like, I'm revving this engine hard, and I pull the car out, and I grab a digital camera, and I start taking pictures. Yeah. I start taking pictures, and we're all flashing photos, and it got really dark and it got really cold in that bridge. Like something was there and you could feel like something was there and your stomach turned and you felt really disgusted. And um, you're just like um, feeling just bothered, like deep down in the pit of your stomach, you feel sick, like someone's there. But it's not like a, a dark feeling, like it's not demonic, but it's definitely 
doesn't want you there. And I left her a couple pennies to say, hey, sorry for messing with you and it kind of chilled. But we snapped a few photos and and then um, this is what we have, Matt. You tell me if you see it, maybe. I, I This is what I saw and I saw a woman in the photo, but um, I'll let you be the judge. I'll hand over my phone. It's kind of blurry. It's yeah. difficult to see, but there's I don't know. I just kind of see like a a shape. So yeah, the woman's shape. in the seventeen hundreds. Really but if you zoom kind of in a little more, like I'm telling you, I took all stills and that that woman wasn't there. Yeah. Do you see it? Yeah, I do. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like it's a creepy, creepy feeling to kind of snap snap a photo and then see a woman in the background, like. You can kind of see it there. It's hard to see. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird feeling. The other time I went to uh, uh, the Gilson Cemetery down in, outside of Nashua. Yeah. One of the oldest cemeteries in, in New England. And what's crazy about the Gilson Cemetery is that it's built on a Native American burial ground. Right. Fantastic. Great places to have your cemetery. And I went there with my friend, six foot eight, my friend Brian. He's funny dude, funny, funny, funny guy. He's scared of things at, at night, he's six foot eight. And <laughs> I'm like, what you gotta be scared of, bud? But we go out and I'm like, yo, I heard there's some like, you can see some revolutionary, like revolution guys there, like American Revolutionary War soldiers. Yeah. Yo, I kid you not, I saw a six foot five, like black mass figure in the woods. It, it had red eyes, it scared the shit out of me. And it's like in a haunted Indian burial ground cemetery. Like this is where it's built. There's no marker about that cemetery. Like that is unbelievably creepy. Mm -hmm. Another time I was driving home and I was, I'd been drinking the night before I went to the Ronnie, Ronnie Mon block party, which was a Howard Stern event. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the last few they ever had. Uh, we saw high pitch Eric, Julie, Ronnie, JD, guys who work at the Stern Show. Super fun time. We're driving our way home from where, and Darren's actually just walked in the door. What's up, Darren? What's going on, guys? He can hear you. So, so literally, we're driving home, and I'm I'm a little drunk at the time. It's just kind of <laughs> I went to the block party. It was a fun time. We're yeah. in Boston. Man. What's that? We're in Boston. Now. Yeah. yeah, we were. Uh, not only did we get like questionably we getting back. sober that night, <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally we got invited back twice. Like funny. one of the guys who writes all the parodies, uh, Eli Braden, invited us back for the second show to hang out with all of them. It was mm -hmm. kind of cool time just to see them and like talk to them and meet everyone who was part of the show. But we're driving home, and out of nowhere and where we see a figure of a boy walk in front of our car, and he hits the thing. And it just disappeared. Like, he was like, yo, did I just fucking see what I just saw? I go, I'm pretty sure that was a boy. Like, we saw a apparition of a boy walking across the street, ran right through and slammed on the brakes. Like, clear as day, I can remember that. I'm not even making this story. I don't, I, I'm not saying, like, do you re recollect the same? Yeah, that, I know you yeah, just walked that, in, but yeah, we're talking that, about ghosts. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that did happen. Where um, I was, like, driving. I'm just, like, 
there was like a rainstorm that happened or whatever, so whatever, like elements stirred up some sort of electromagnetic energy. Uh-huh. Could have been a thunderstorm, actually. So I'm actually pretty uh, ignorant. Like, so ghosts are, they're attracted to electromagnetic. Yeah, energy, like... Explain EMF, that to me. EMF. So it stirs... Greg knows more about ghosts than like... I, I'm like on the... He's like... I'm like taking his evidence in and like considering it because I, I like have a hard time believing so, it, but... So like... It's like they use the elect- electricity because everything kind of moves through energy, right? And yeah. Electricity is the sure. easiest thing that you can stir in the air. Like you can create electricity through running water because we get hydropower from moving water, right? Right. So we use they use that type of energy to stir themselves. When it rains, it creates an energy because that energy has to come down from the sky and and hit the ground. Like where's that energy going? When it's thunder. In lightning, the electric par- particles in the air are still in the air. Mm-hmm. So it gives a good chance for something that's sitting in another dimension to kind of pull itself through. Or it's actually not even in another dimension. It might be even trapped in this dimension. We just don't see it. It just walks through its day-to-day like a tape recording. Like, it's super creepy to think about it. It is. It's- but there's the best thing like, about ghosts is like when you become a ghost, you can only have one outfit, and that's Renaissance <laughs> <laughs> or Colonial. You can't like really evolve. Like I'm waiting to still see one that's not in Colonial. So how many outfits. ghosts have you seen, or do you think you've seen? Uh, not as much as Craig. He like I want for a while. I was out yeah. trying to ghost hunt and like try to figure that out, man. And that goes with like that fanatical. Do you ever use one, one of those? I've had I've had more of the, like, the Ouija boards or no. I won't play with a Ouija board. Like that is off limits because that opens up like dark portals. Like that'll open. It up opens portal. up dark portals. Yeah, that could open up a portal to hell. Like demons can come through, and I don't want to deal with demonic energy. Like that's another fear of seeing demons. Like now I'm looking like a crazy. Yeah, if he person. knows if he. I went from talking about I don't believe in crystals to being like <laughs> I believe in ghosts. Opening up into another, <laughs> opening the Ouija boards open up a, a I don't dimension to hell demons, yeah. and demons come. I'm scared of man. that, man. Like those things. Like I'm not that, denying your your experiences. I just I haven't gotten to a point where I've seen demons, but I want to go to a place that's demonic. Now I've been. I to, did like, do a Ouija board once with some friends, and like I wasn't the one, like sitting there like controlling it. Like I, I was with like a few friends, so I always was skeptical on whether they were like moving, moving it. it. Right. Yeah. So I've the, never uh, done Ouija board in house. Huh? I spent the night. Right, and then, um, it has to be for the um. So there was like a, it was me and my friend Trevor. Um, these two girls from I think California. Deerfield Beach, you told me. Oh yeah, Deerfield. I, I love that. Like I'm like, oh yeah, they're from they're from California, but like they're actually from Florida. Deerfield's the best place in Florida. They're well, they didn't remind me. Of what, <laughs> they, they didn't remind me of what like Florida. Oh no. <laughs> when I when I think of Florida. Stop for a second. Everyone. Florida. We're back, so, we're back. Yeah, there was these girls. So there was these two girls from Florida. And then there was this, like, like the another two girls. Oh, these girls were from California, and they're um, Latina. So, yeah, there was California. There was girls from California, and they're uh, Latinx. I don't know. <laughs> I well, what is it? They're, they're Latina, because they're Latina. Latinx isn't a word. It's I feel, I've Latino heard a lot of... Latina. I've heard a Latinx. lot of people who... 
describe themselves as Latina or Latinx that don't or Latino or Latina that don't like the term Latinx. I don't I like the like, term, and, I, I and I'll like tell you trying, why after. I like trying to like use it more or less like like being like ironic with it. Like, yeah, like <laughs> so because yeah. we were talking about this, Craig and I were talking about this earlier, and you know we were all. I think you could all say on the on the political spectrum, all three of us are on the left. Although I don't even like the political. Uh, I'm, I'm like, from the deep left. What's that? The deep left. Well, it's just like sometimes, <laughs> like instead of what we were talking about, you know, instead of focusing on real life issues like healthcare, you know, the left focuses yeah, on do. these issues like yeah, Latinx. We or we do name we do we do like to uh, do short term thing of like oh yeah. we can't like it's it's just it hurts the left and it, liberal and people who you know well, it doesn't we're hurt to micromanage well, everything but yeah. not have it doesn't hurt plans, it doesn't you know? hurt the neoliberal left no it allows them to just like distract progressive it hurts the progressive next, well it hurts the progressive left that really want to get shit done that really yeah, want to change let's the stick system. to a couple all right, let's just good stick topics to, and let's move stick ahead. to ghosts so let's get back to ghosts all right sorry okay so there was Latinas we're we have, I mean, we do need to Latinas. watch some wrestling tonight. So, but. Latinas. And then, uh, <laughs> Craig, you... Always mean up. boys, men, and days yeah, mean girls, girl. man. Latina. I said Latinas. Yeah, you said Latino. I did, I said Latinas. A bunch of boys there. I don't care. What if they were girls that identified as men? Then they're Latinos. Okay, so let's keep going with <laughs> the story. <laughs> I didn't let's go with the story. They, I didn't know what they... Latina, Latinx, Latina, let's just go. So they were... So they're Latin, all right? They're like Spanish. They're Mexican, all right? Anyways, it's like my friend Trevor was like, oh, I'll get in on this Ouija board action. And like, I like having like that little bit of like Catholicism that my mom tried to ingrain in me, yeah. but it's like still there sometimes. Like mm-hmm. it's like, and it's- Well, it was like, there in your early in your development. Yeah. So. so like, he's like, you gonna get in on this? And I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, while we're talking about this and Catholicism, then, then the, like, like, the, um, one of the um, Latinas was like, just looks over and she's like, I ain't getting in on this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking demons come out. <laughs> So, so I was like, okay, I'll just like hang out. Here's a weird thing, Matt. We're talking about religion, yeah. And this goes with ghosts. If I have a child, it has to be baptized. Also, it has to be baptized. Why? Because the devil doesn't like holy water. And if (laughs) demons are from like the 1600s or 1500s, he's got. They were raised like this is a great point. Like this is a wild idea, but I gotta get it out because I need a guy's thought. So. If these demons are from like the 14, 1500s and there's good and evil and there's Jesus versus Satan or God versus Satan and holy water is what creeps out demonic energy, then why the hell wouldn't I at least give my kid an advantage and have him at least baptized so no demon can walk into his body like that? I mean, I guess. Because it makes total sense. You can't tell me that's not a crazy theory. Because what if this demon's from the 1500s and he's been terrorizing the entire world for 700 years, and you're baptized and you're in the clear, you're like you're good. This demon is just like, hey, guess what? Like I've been terrorizing the Calvinist movement for a while, and I've moved on to like Catholic, the Catholics when they came over, and the Irish Catholics when they came over, and um, you know, and the Italians. But like, okay, you need to make sure you have. Uh, 
baptize your child because I'm definitely gonna get him. <laughs> he's been waiting his whole life for this. I mean, it's one a fair, moment. it's a fair point. Like you know, like, like I just like want to believe that like maybe like if you don't do that, like your child will be like, crab walking up the wall back. <laughs> it's like whoa, buddy. I don't know. Like, one case of that in Gary, Indiana. That's <laughs> creepy. I just like thinking, one case though. One anecdote. Let's go back to more. Creepy demonic things. So, I went to Las Vegas. Oh my God! Musings with Matt is heading down a different Musings road right here. Let's can, go. Let's let's go through like another haunted experience. This is why it's called I Musings think, with Matt. Because I went to a shower right. in Eastern State Penitentiary. Like wait 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 wait, 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 wait. You did what? Jail in you showered in a jail? No, not the jail. showered. The jail in Pennsylvania, um, Eastern State Penitentiary, it was um, one of the first early jails. That place is that place is weird. That place makes you feel sick to your stomach. Tell me, I mean, I I toured Alcatraz. That was pretty. Right. Was so that Eastern State yeah, the first pretty... real big prison, yeah. kind of in the United States, and it was primarily used. Um, what what is the Dutch religion from? Uh, not, not Quakers, not Quakers. No, it might be. I, I'm drawing a blank right from now. From Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, Born and raised. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I'm not the Amish. We need. Um, we need Amish. a. We need a lookup guy. Yeah. Yeah. We need yeah. someone to look this up. One second. This yeah. is important to the story. If I search Ben Franklin, it'll come right up. He's a it's Quaker, fine. dude. We got plenty of time. It might be Quaker. It might be Quaker. I think he's a Quaker. Right? Yeah, I so, think it is Quaker. I think it so, is too. So they believed in um basically. Leaving you or yourself in your own cell until God helped change. Well, that's it. still primarily what jail the, is. Jail is right. right? Like, <laughs> very, very, very. Uh, and and you. Well, we know jail is a is a uh, mechanism for corporations to make well, billions yeah, of dollars in profits. Yeah, we have <laughs> so literally, this jail is now built um, for people to. Don't go tour, see what jail life was like in the past days and how awful the treatment is. But it's a museum for, um, a museum now for prison system and prison reform. So it's Mm -hmm. a great tour to go see. But it is creepy and it makes your skin crawl and it makes you sick to your stomach. In Eastern State, they had one of the most bloodiest uh, bathroom or showers, like where guys were getting shanked left and right. Like, guys would go to shower, and they would probably leave with a scar or die. Oh, my God. Like, it is a creepy place. And in this back, like, in this back bathroom, they go, you can all walk in there yeah. and see what a what a shower cell looks like in jail. Yeah. You walk in there, and something punches you in well, your not, stomach. Not a and contemporary it, jail. No, like, it is a penitentiary. Like, this is no fun... Uh, this is where killers are going. Killers, yeah. child molesters, Al Capone. Al Capone in there, yeah. Sweet. yeah his room was sweet. Room. It, was it was like rich. straight ball in there. He had like a record player in there. Well, like, he's a rich man. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, <laughs> nice, even back then. Upholstered furniture. <laughs> yeah, he had like he had like like you'd go to like when you go to the antique store, he had like those like old like nineteen. Like I could only picture him like being like, give, give me my cigar. And, like, yeah. like the guard was like, here you go, Mr. Capone. <laughs> Like we go in the shower, man, and it, it like makes your stomach turn, and you feel like you're getting stabbed. Like I felt like I was getting stabbed by something. Like I was in there, yeah, and my stomach felt really sick. Like I wanted to throw up. Like and I felt like I was being stabbed. As soon as I walked out, I was fine. And I was telling him the whole time ago, I don't like being in there, man. Wow, he really I, hated. I, you. I would. I did not like that. 
Another time, I we walked went in there and I had like longer hair at the time and like I could just feel the breeze on my neck. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, buddy. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> buddy. At least dying me. Like, I think the first time, Take like my cafeteria, my first real ghost experience is we went at 16, we went to New York City um, and we saw the World Trade Center. Tragic event. Like, if you don't know what the World Trade Center is, you're definitely not born. You were born after 2001. Yeah. So, if you're older and you're listening to this podcast, no explanation needed. If you need if you explanation, don't know what 9/11 is or uh, the World <laughs> Trade Center, and you're from America, then you're not really American. But, by the way, Darren, we found out today that there's people from Russia that have listened to my podcast. Oh, people are from Russia. To it? <laughs> it's because Matt's over here. What is spreading they? communist love? <laughs> Do they have any comments or anything? No, just, I hope, uh, just like it. Just I just have a thing on my app where I can pull up like what countries people from what countries listen they listen to, and Russia did, was on the list. Uh, did they listen to like the one that we did? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> only only four people have listened to that one so far. I'm also um, if they're from Russia, I'm looking for um, uh, wife that might solve my problems. So I'm taking increase. You can mail Matt Bean if you are looking to become a citizen uh, in America. Not a citizen. Or, like, let's not, let's not. I feel like, is, 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 Putin, is Putin listening to my podcast? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, Putin. I just know that there's probably more ratio that it could be a girl, you know? Yeah. We did, like, after World War II, their population decreased. Yeah. So. I don't mean to say that, but and to be, like, Terrible, but there's more women in Russia and sign them all, man. So there's a lot of people I know that I think I think out. like I'm reaching out to your Russian viewers to see if I can like you know like get, get a, a date, get a date wife. or a wife. You know. First question for applying for a visa: Do you make over forty thousand dollars a year? Well, I'm starting a Patreon, so you're starting right. a Patreon. <laughs> hey. Listen, and we're gonna only, start a GoFundMe and to get Darren a mail order bribe, and everyone can donate <laughs> to get him a mail order bribe. And we need to raise at least forty thousand dollars. Make sure you guys subscribe to, to my YouTube channels and my OnlyFans. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, let me go back to the let's world circle. Uh, let's let's circle back. back. Let's circle back. Because the last time I had Darren here and you here. We kind of let people hang in on um, what we thought about the what's going on in Ukraine, and here we are a couple couple weeks later, and we've had a, it's still it's still, it's still going on. It's still I going on. It would be done by now. I did too, but the Ukraine people and are putting up one hell of a, a one hell of a fight. I mean, I know it's really bad. There's three million refugees. Like we're gonna take a hundred thousand of them here in America, which I think is great, but we really. You know, our, more people in America. We haven't. We're we, letting more immigrants over here. What's wrong with this map? We uh, close our borders. Complaining about like they're white, so they're welcome in this country. Well, oh yeah, you're right. Never I mean, I mean, I mean that's absolutely right. I mean, he went there, but that's the thing. Like, like, I mean, it's different because you know they are white. They're so white people. They, they can. Be welcome. I know. No problem. Their That's skin the pigment about Republican politics. Their skin Sorry, pigment guys. isn't isn't uh, isn't different. But um, I'm sure there'll be. You know, you can look at the the Supreme Court justice hearings that have been going on this week. Yeah, yeah. And you point to like some of the things they're doing to discredit that that woman. She's one of the most qualified, one of the most it's established sickening. people to ever be nominated to the Supreme Court, and they. Are doing whatever they can. Ridiculous, ridiculous. QAnon conspiracy theories. Like, it's sickening to think about 
what she's enduring on these Senate hearings when the last lady that they they brought in, Amy Barrett Cormitt, I don't even Amy know. Coney, Amy I, Coney Barrett. I don't even care about saying her name correctly, how despicable of a person she is. Yeah. She doesn't even she, garner me saying her name correctly because yeah, she, she's awful. She didn't even lawyer her case, and they're saying this girl, I'm this not, woman of color, can't be on the on the. When she's court, I can't think of all of her qualified than the last three way more qualified than anyone there. Yeah. And you know, and and she should just like it should just be easy to be like a no brainer. It shouldn't even be a discussion. You know, like these Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, these guys, Josh Hawley, you know, they're trying to push. Well, they're pandering pandering to their party. Josh Hawley wants to run for president and he needs the QAnon vote. So (laughs) that's an idiot. So, so, you know, he's obviously going to go back to the pedophile sex ring that Hillary Clinton started. (laughs) Like, I love what I love about the Republicans. They'll always be like. They don't, yeah. they don't hide it though. That's like the thing. Like, it's like, it's clear and right view. It's like, we don't like black people. And then they go, and then they go, well, like, they're going to say that we're racist, but we're entitled to ask questions. <laughs> it's like Lindsey Graham is like, well, yeah, because you are. And like, uh, <laughs> but you are. But like, like, he's not hiding it. He's like, he's just like, yeah, I'm racist, but I'm going to still ask these questions. Like, Cory, Cory Booker. That dude, dude made me cry today. They do. He, that was me too. Unreal. Like he, he looks like he just him. wants to get in Ted Cruz's face. That was my like, guy. I voted for. Yeah, I, I like Cory Booker. I, I was on a perfect. Darren, guy, I'll tell you, I was Cory Booker until he dropped out. Cory Booker is. He was fire. He was hey, fire. Man. That he he nailed it. He's like he's like. How can I not look at you and see my mom or my grand? Like yeah, I mean, why, like, why, any way we can get Rosario Dawson into office, like we're they good. broke. Like, they actually well, just I know broke they broke up. up but like at the time, it was like you know if we could get Rosario Dawson as our first lady, I'm like okay, let's get that. And, and like think about the like if they had broken up when she was in office, do you have to give her like, secret service? Well, like <laughs> that's a good question, right? He's a bachelor. Imagine if the first lady in. had to be like, hey, I gotta go do clerk. Three. <laughs> She's like, I gotta go do Clerks Three, but like, it's okay. Um, I'll also um, do my duty of interior design. <laughs> but I gotta go talk about ass to mouth on Clerks Three. <laughs> but um, anyways, I, my that's our thing, first lady. My That'd favorite thing about the um, new Scotus is um. Uh, Senator John Conan from. Uh, do, you, do you have a video? I have a video. Let it play. Um, we can hear it. But um, he's, <laughs> this is like the greatest thing I've ever heard. But um, I'll just play it. Yeah. That, put the microphone right up to the. Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld and George W. Bush war criminals in a legal filing. It seems so out of character for you. Senator, you may have been talk. Are you talking about briefs that I or habeas petitions that I filed? Talking about when you were representing a member of the Taliban <laughs> and uh, the Department of Defense. <laughs> what? I, my name is an intelligence officer for the Taliban, and you referred to the Secretary of Defense and the sitting President of the United States as war criminals. I love what? <laughs> I love it because. They are war criminals. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, war and like, and if she was to be representing the um other side, the opposition, as the defendant of someone who was part of the Taliban, that would be the defense. <laughs> like, you would say, well, yeah, this is war criminals, which they are. Right, they are. War like, criminals. they're war criminals. We went into a useless war for for game for 
economic gain, and mm-hmm. it turned out it didn't really help us in the long run. No, so, I mean in the deep. But this scare—they're just using this like scare tactic of like we can't have her because you know. Well, that's what that's what Republicans do. They have to all. I always there's the shiny object theory. You know, they have to distract the people from what's going on with a shiny object in order to distract them from what's really going on, so they win elections. Yeah, it's the only way. That's, but they're that's all hypocritical that's, that's every always, that's every like it's like yeah the Republicans do that we can call it that but that's also the opposition of the Democrat side they do the same shit to not get anything through yeah to keep pandering to corporations well I was I was agenda. talking to your brother about this earlier about how like the the the, the Democrats suck at messaging like the bill back the bill back better act like. Um, you shouldn't call it the bill back better. You should say the things it's going to do. Say that it's going to lower prescription drug for seniors. Say it's going to provide f- f- affordable childcare, climate issues, jobs, um, and more than I can't even can't even think of right now. What you I gotta- love about the Build Back Better plan, it's like everything. Like when you see this, there's like no backbone on the left, and it's like disgusting to even think about. But they know what they're doing, so they're, the backbone is like we like I like like our buddy. <clears throat> Brandon, <laughs> he's like, we're gonna, you know, Jack, we're gonna, we're gonna be cooperative and we're gonna be bipartisan. But like, nothing's getting done when it's 50 50. Anything 50 50 like, is not good unless it's maybe a. Rap. And like, for the infrastructure, it's like, okay, like, it goes from $6 trillion, which isn't a whole lot. You can just like skim off the military industrial complex. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're not supposed to talk about that ever. The military. Oh, we talk about that on this podcast. But we're not supposed to talk about it. It's an unknown secret. But yeah, if you just lowered the rate to maybe 47, 46. We would still spend 10 times the next 10 countries. We spend 10 times the next 10 countries combined on the military. It is absolutely. Just skim from the top. Because we're getting railroaded from private companies. They'll be like, you see this shiny screw? You can get it at Home Depot for 98 and meanwhile, charging you sixteen dollars. New new statistics are in. Why, the one percent, the top one percent, has gotten two trillion dollars richer through the COVID pandemic, and now two people own more wealth than the bottom ninety-four yeah, percent of the people. We should put sanctions on them, and you know, like put pressure on our oligarchs. We need to. This is what I would do <laughs> if I was president, and you can call me a communist. Put or pressure on the oligarchs. Yeah, man, we don't want to hear communism because it's spreading around this country <laughs> with this podcast. <laughs> You tax. I don't represent no communists. Get out of my house. I was telling him about tell Darren because he's like, "What are you talking about?" I was knocking doors in 2015 for Bernie Sanders. Oh, and they called you. A company. Yeah, and uh, I knocked on the door and I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm mad from the Bernie Sanders campaign. You know, I'm wondering if you're. I don't. The guy was like, "I don't vote for communists," and slammed the doors. I, I, I had a very similar experience when I was like 18 doing um, stuff for Obama. Yeah, it was like far more like. I don't pander to Muslims. <laughs> Yo, like, can we, first of all, Obama's a Christian. <laughs> yeah, can we talk yeah. about my favorite Republican and I was story like, Whoa. that's in the news? You guys want to hear a great Republican story that I sure? Think yeah, hilarious? let's hear your Republican right. story. I love how like how like crazy the Republican Party is They're, because it's great. It's, they, they don't want to address these stories. Not only are they crazy, but I'm just gonna say it. It's my podcast. They're fucking stupid. They're dumb. Fucking dumb. Like they just don't know. This was lack of education. Like like every Texas newspaper. Well, why not put any money in the 
But doesn't the Build Back Better plan also help with the schools? Of course it gives the billions like, of dollars allocated like, for schools. Yeah, so like, you know, let's not do that, but you know. We, well, the Republicans don't want that because if people are higher educated, they lose. We to more Christian schools. This is the one story I thought blows my mind. Go ahead. U.S. Representative Van Taylor on Wednesday withdrew from the Republican primary runoff race, ending his re-election bid after admitting he had an extramarital affair with the widow of an American who joined the Islamic State. This woman joined ISIS, and he's like, <laughs> Republican. He's like, she's so hot, I have to be with her. Wait, and I, I, thought, I thought you were an enemy of the state. <laughs> Like, oh, this like, is the greatest story to me of all time. <laughs> because here's a guy who pandered on. Dude, that... I'm, a, I'm for wars, no Middle East, yeah. God bless America, everything about the military-industrial complex. And then this one woman comes into his life and was like, I'm part of ISIS, and he goes, I have to be with her. <laughs> it's like the forbidden fruit, you know? It's like, oh, God, like, what if I am with a... Uh, ISIS terrorist group. Can can somebody do me a favor? And maybe he's like into. Maybe like his kink is like waterboarding and like. <laughs> I like come to Guantanamo Bay and it's actually his sex dungeon in his basement. His <laughs> kink like, is waterboarding. I'm like, sorry. He's like naked and she's like waterboard me and he's like yeah, this is my sexual fantasy. Like this guy's out of his mind. Like, like how can how you, old is he? He's gotta be in his forties. What I want you, what I want one of you to do is, I want you to bring up videos from Ted Cruz this week. Oh yeah, trying to, you know, discredit. Let's talk about I this. I got you. Let's man. talk about we, this. And then let's just listen to a couple of them and just give our reactions. My phone pinged today. Ted on my Cruz, way to they go. Ted Cruz is like if Eddie Munster got molested. <laughs> <laughs> the school they Ted Cruz's daughter is a Ted. This is a. Text that I got off uh, New York Times. I'm joking. Like Eddie goes, never his daughters go to an anti-racist school. Like this guy's like, I think racism should be a decision. Like we should let people decide. Like it's so important that we allow our children to decide if they want to be racist or don't want to be racist. Well, like, don't like, indoctrinate our children. Don't to the ask them why it's wrong to be they racist. Got, we got free. They will. can freely we talk got, about being racist. We if got they free want. will in this country, and your free will can allow you to be racist. <laughs> All right, bring up. <laughs> this is this is one of the greatest podcasts I've ever done of all time. Like, <laughs> like I just want to understand religion, like, fucking ghosts, <laughs> politics. We got to talk about wrestling. WrestleMania is coming up. I so, love the anti-racist beat. I want. Where is it? I want. I just want like people to realize how like Ted Cruz. <laughs> Oh, I'll play a little bit of I, I hate him. He just looks, <laughs> looks like a soggy human being. Oh. He's like, I will confess, I, I find that statement a little hard to reconcile uh, with public record. Can I get context on this? He's talking about press for... Um, Pause it for a second. Critical race theory. Oh, oh yeah, that was his... CRT, brother. He's talking about CRT, like... Something it's that's, which, by the way, it's I can get critical race theory. I have taken because I took social stratification in college, and it is the idea that um, our systems have been affected and uh, racism has had an effect on our laws. Which, I mean, they have <laughs> rich white men occupy. Just but, look at the Thirteenth <laughs> Amendment. It is clearly written. Slavery but, should not exist. And even let's give prisoners even and have even make more prisoners. We the argument, color. the argument from the right on critical race theory, 
is that it's being taught in our public K through 12 schools. And even it's not, unless you think that teaching about slavery and teaching about segregation and Martin Luther King Jr.'s critical race theory, which is what they think it is, but it's not. I was given a whitewash. And even if you did teach critical race theory in schools, it's fucking true. Well, so it's crazy. It's crazy that it's I like, didn't really get a good one second. I'm, I'm, I, it's crazy that I didn't really understand slavery. And I went to Stevens High School. Like I understood slavery as a child, but I didn't get it until I went to college and understood yeah. the real roots of slavery and how it's ingrained in our edu- in our education and in our politics and in the city and in prisons and. How in the poverty highways, dude like let's talk about highway systems we can talk about anything like i can tell you where to be and not to be in a city it, that i visit based on where the highway is so I, I then we can play ted cruz i so i did a spent today large part of my day writing a seven page research paper on poverty and an executive functioning and it ended i didn't take anything about race but i ended even between poor people Poor because pe- I, I compared urban poor people versus rural poor people, and the urban poor people were dumber than the rural poor people. You know why? Because the urban poor people are were race were were African American, and they didn't get they didn't get the same education, and most of them didn't speak English. So at least the rural white people, most of the people in rural areas are white, um, got were scored higher on like language arts and shit because they spoke the language but even that even among the poor people the 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 colored people still got fucked you know what i mean yeah the cities are are crazy because i go well and it's all segregated i mean yeah, the cities are still segregated the education and the money's in balance Look at Chicago's education system. Like some of the busing for yeah. some of these kids are unreal. Like, I'm sorry to no say this, but they, it's almost like they just dump all the well, like, dump all the minority people in, into these like, um, apartments, and it's like you live here. And I've been to the ghettos. Like yeah. when people are talking, like oh, he doesn't travel to these places. I've been in Harlem. I've been to the Bronx. Bronx. I've yeah. gone through Queens. Like I'm I'm out. Those people are living times. on the edge in fight or flight. All the time. That's it. They don't have another. I'm watching kids who are 10, 11 years old sell you candy for their AAU program or they're selling you candy for something. And who knows if that's what the money goes to. Right. It's sad. And you got to think these kids have been in fight and flight. Some of them know how to ride a trade since age six. It's real. It's real. It's systemic, dude. It's systemic. And they grow up in poverty. And when you see one. We've done this since this country was founded. Like James Madison made sure this was like rich white men operated this country. Our founding fathers found a declaration for rich white people. There's I don't understand. And it's like owning. So you know, there's the reason why I don't want to get. I don't want to get too much about what I do in school, but like. When I get questions from like some of the kids in class, they're like, well, why has there never been a woman president? Well, why has there only been one African-American president? You got to be honest on the right wing side. And that is, well, you know, they believe once <laughs> like <laughs> five days. Like, want, you know, and it's hard. want them to have nuclear code. <laughs> I love that when like, I love that argument when Hillary was running and they're always like, well, she bleeds five days out of the month. You don't want to give her a nuclear code. She'll be bombing everything. <laughs> I was like, who the hell says that? Yeah. Hey, that's sexist. Has, wait, hasn't all war been started by men? That, that, <laughs> who dropped the, the, the atom bomb? Like, yeah. we did. And it was by a man. Like, but also, like, like, I just, I just, this argument it's so, you. it's so insane that we can't even move forward as a no. country. It's like, 
instead of getting fucking Brandon in here, it's like we're back to like 2016 politics. Like we've gone backwards, even though we went forward. Well, that's, I mean, we historically always zig and zag. We always, but, like we but, just get nowhere. But like, yeah. like to get back on the topic, it's like, what are we supposed to do? Like just to be like, yeah, we gave them this luxury cruise from Africa and then brought them to the States. We mean well, you yeah. know, we, it's like they had a better life. They weren't in tribes and they weren't like, I'm. it's gonna sound very, very like, but it's like, they like are in tribes and they're not in these like cannibalistic rituals and then carrying spears. We brought them over and we gave them a nice house in the backyard. <laughs> First off, when we brought them over, we chained them and put them in the bottom of a boat. Well, yeah, but it's, like, you know, if they died, they just kind of like, threw them. We want to <laughs> give them, we want to like the Republicans want to make it seem like that we gave them like an all resort for being cruise over. <laughs> We're going to put you in a luxurious Trump hotel. It's like one of those ones. It's one of those like those cruise lines where like someone gets E. coli and then there's like severe di- uh, diarrhea where they have to like stop the ship and they have to sanitize it <laughs> while everyone just gets sick and it's like no we offer like no we we it, it wasn't as bad like we didn't like chain them up and like brought them over and did horrible horrible things the republicans want to have this like strange narrative that it was like such a luxury luxur- well slavery wasn't that bad, bad. It's, like, it's like slavery, slavery wasn't, wasn't the worst what thing that what it wasn't bad we, we gave the entire them, country we, we gave them um, a place to sleep in the back, like, like okay, like, but you know, it was like horrible. The conditions. problem, the problem also with slavery, like, you really like, we look can't, at the roots we can't of like it. Not talk Africa about it. itself, right now, is still suffering That's from good. colonialism of England, yeah. France, and America in the slave trade. Their economies, they can't solve Africa. Their governments can't figure this out it also doesn't because help. we destroyed them. It and doesn't it help the powerhouse of America keeps that down. We cannot let the third world come up. We'll never let the we'll third world never come will. Like we make sure that because we have resources that extraction Ooh. that keeps that keeps that to like like why would we want to like I mean why why would we but like I speak as like for America. Well, like, why would we want to like have let this like these countries have a tiny amount of resources that we take? Yeah, it's like, crazy. It's crazy what pennies on foreigners the dollar. think about Americans too. So, so like for some foreigners come to America thinking everyone is wealthy and and set off. Oh yeah, like, they it's get prosperity so and they don't. And then they get here and they see the poverty and they're some like, of it, yeah. yeah, like it's. But different. I always love is like. Um, yeah, I mean, the dude, I had I had I had an interaction with um, one of my friends. They had a German exchange student, and he was like, "They asked, we asked him." And I was like, "So wait a minute, you go, you go to the doctor in Germany, and your healthcare is paid for?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like it's normal life, and, like, the, and he's like flabbergasted like, the fact yeah, that like, wait America, a minute, buddy, and then you. Know, he's, like, he's like, wait, you pay for. For healthcare, and then you've got to pay. Then you got to. And you broke his leg, and then you're like, you're gonna struggle. You're gonna yeah. struggle for the rest. You're gonna learn. Your you're gonna learn the American dream if you broke your leg. It's different <laughs> because, like, like I, I can tell you that my brother will vouch that I was seeing a girl from Peru for quite a long time, yeah. and she came up here thinking like every American was rich, like because she got to see it. That's on what TV, it's, that's what in it's Hollywood and all of that. And nah, then I would tell her like, I'm <laughs> broke. I have. No I money. It. I have college debt. Yeah. I'm making nah. nine dollars and fifty cents working in education. Yeah. I am coaching for 
an $850 stipend. Exactly. I am not making money and my rents uh, split with my brother at $900. Like half of my earned income goes to my housing and it was over her head. Yeah. She just automatically thought that Hey, I don't Americans want people to know rich. my rent. No. I don't want people to know my rent situation. Mo Actually, <laughs> I don't want them to know how much 40% It's a lot more. 40% of the country lives paycheck to paycheck. Almost half the country. You want to think most Americans are rich. Almost half the Americans don't struggle to get by. We barely have $400 in the bank accounts. And even yeah. like after COVID, it's like a lot of people got evicted. And right. like, I can pretend, tell you right now. And we pretend like this is normal. Like, you know, like, like just like, yeah, you didn't pay your rent. Like landlords are demons. Like I hate the landlord, but yeah. like, it's so hard to even like get a house. Yeah. Right now, like I just want. I Trust wanna, me, I know. I want a house. Owe the bank four hundred fifty dollars. I just checked my banking app. I owe the bank four hundred fifty dollars. I have zero dollars to my name right yeah. now. It's like I, I don't owe have much. money to the bank. Like that's my situation. I just got my taxes. I paid all my debt down, and I still owe four hundred fifty dollars to the bank. Oh, there's like, always I more. I can never be rich. But the like, but at the same time, want to get the, rich and die. The pharmaceutical me. companies have never been richer. The banks have never been richer. The top one percent has never been richer. It's, well, it's, like you know, all like, I want is healthcare. Free college tuition for public in-state schools. If you're Boston College, you're uh, Duke, North Carolina private sector, do you. Go rip people sure. off. Like, like, go, through. go, like, spend money to, like, 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 go be part of Harvard or whatever you want to do. Because it's just, like, insane to even think that you'd pay $200,000 a year for school. You'd start looking but at like, colleges, their like numbers are dropping. Do, Colleges are losing students. Why? No one can they can't afford, afford it. And then that also a trickle down effect. It also like, means that you have a less educated populace. That also means that you have less skills. You also have less uh, less people contributing to the economy because they don't have as many skills. Like it, it's this is shocking, but like I am like I'm new into college because I decided to go. But I think I think this longest, is a great conversation here for the longest time. Yeah. I just didn't bother to go to school because the price tag didn't make sense. Yeah. Like at 17 and 18, I knew, like one of my guidance counselors didn't really do a whole lot and they were just Mine like, screwed you're, me. Gonna go, you're gonna go join the workforce. But when there was the conversation in school, I'm like, why does it have to be so expensive? Like, I don't have this money. They're like, well, you'll take out some loans. And I'm like, I don't wanna owe any more money. If I wanna owe any money, I wanna have to owe for like a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> like it's like I bought the now, Porsche. Like that's why I'm. That's why I'm broke. At least I could have fun with it in college. It's I like, will say the education that I've gotten and the things I've learned in school are very, been very beneficial. But I just like. It, it's just an easy it, if if it was more affordable it's like yeah, they it's, make it they it's like they want the populace to be as stupid as possible well, they, for the one for the one percent to be able to make as much money as they can because they don't want just like george carlin said they don't want critical thinkers they want obedient workers people that are just smarter to enough. run the machines do the paperwork we have, we have enough critical, we have enough critical thinkers they're called joe roganauts Oh Jesus! Like they they critical so, think so, and they think for themselves. Let me let me go back. Like I went to college and I got bamboozled to the first school I went to. So these guys are out there marketing. Like at 17 years old, coming from Claremont, it, being from a poor family. Um, I'll, I'll be open about that. We didn't grow up overly wealthy. I come from a poor family at 17, and they come up to me. This guy came and recruited me to a private school. I won't give the name of the college because it is business and I don't want a lawsuit, but 
they they came up to me and they go, you, you what do you like to oh, do? Yeah, I go, I love protecting the business. Yeah, I'm protecting the business. <laughs> I don't want a lot. College and Waterville, they can sue me. They can sue no me. Money. There's two of them, so you can take a guess. I have no money, but I don't want to be to court. So Thomas College, all right. I didn't say it. Me. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> so I go up to this this uh, counselor, admissions counselor, comes up to me. Asks you me should what go I'm if you in. have the money. Like I'm not saying it's a bad school, but if you have the it money, it's a great school. I, I got a lot out of the people I met up there. But, but for, for the me, price tag, I don't know why you pick Maine. I, I hold up, I know for the price tag, I just wanted to leave my home. Right. Literally, what it was. So let me get back to it. The guy asked me straight up. He goes, "What do you want to do?" I go, "I love basketball, man. I don't know what to do in my life. Like, you don't need a degree to like basketball. Like, this is the dumbest thing in the world." He squared looks me in the eye. He goes, "If you come to college at Thomas College, I now just gave the name away. You can sue me all you want. <laughs> Got me all wrapped up. You come to school with us." We'll get you a job with the Celtics. We can get you a job with the Charlotte Bobcats at the time. We have students all over the place working in the NBA. Come with us. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll hook line and sing set. Sign me up. I went up to college. I borrowed all my money that I could use for my undergrad at that time in less than a year and a half. And I fell $25,000 in debt without knowing. And then I ended up at River Valley a year and a half later when the loan collector starts calling me. What's nonstop. Great, what's and I, they go, you need to go to college or we want our money. What's great about that is just like, yeah. he's like, yeah, we got like people in the NBA and it's like probably one person who one or two. School. Like <laughs> yeah. it's very few. And it's right. like, if you were to think on the larger scale of how many people are taking these courses and who don't get in the NBA, but, it's but like you're 17, 16 point, years old. Right. Like the selling point is that. But that's the thing. You're like, selling you're it to told a, your whole life. Your brain's not even fully formed. But you're told you're your not whole life, not fully, fully formed. formed. If you work your butt off and you dream big, you can be whatever you want to be. That's why I never really. I know, but I always thought like I could do some of the biggest things in the world, like because I was always hook, line, and sink on the American dream, like yeah. the American dream, the American dream. Like you were brainwashed at a young age to believe that you can be the whatever you want to be. But people don't want like what you don't yeah, understand. You can like be whatever you want to be. That's if you want to go work in a factory or flip fries at corporation at like big conglomerate and, food chains or like retail. And so I finished like, my degree in in hindsight I didn't have any real role models. I just wanted to finish my degree and no one to guide me where I needed to go. And I ended up with a bachelor degree in sport management. In sport management. Like you drop I dropped up. Bob I think the price tag for any like sixty thousand dollars sport yeah. management should be like ten thousand dollars. Like here you go. Like yeah. it shouldn't take that much money to become a sports manager. And it's right. crazy because most people end up in jobs. But that's with any that's with anything, man. It costs so much money to go to college for anything. There's very few jobs available in that field. Yeah. And if I had gone back, if I could have gone back and do my college again, and I really had like any a you know a guidance counselor who cared about me. It could have told me like, oh, you already filled the paperwork out. Like, shouldn't let me have cool feet and take another gap year and try to figure it out. Yeah, but she should have like been cool and like like opened a beer and was like, hey, do you want to live <laughs> an exclusive life to frat parties? <laughs> I can get you into Dartmouth. And then she's like having you drink like a bush light, and you're like, yeah, I really like this. No, we can talk about we can talk about some parties at another time. I, and I she's like, we can have a party podcast. Have yeah, I have some stories. I got too. some good ones too. Yeah. So we have like questionable sex. <laughs> 
She's like, you want to have like questionable. We'll put a disclaimer warning yeah, on that we one. We need a disclaimer warning. <laughs> like, right? yeah, All right, we've been going for an hour. Yeah, let's keep going though. This yeah. fun. So I was so like, I, make, I was trying to go to like some weird like date rape thing and be like, yeah, Dartmouth should be held accountable for all the date rape that happens. Over That's there. absolutely true. <laughs> that should they should be stop shelling out money and pretending that it doesn't happen. Yeah, you make <laughs> Animal House, and inside Animal House is a layer of what goes like, on in Dartmouth. Dartmouth's rape culture is out of control, and everyone yeah. should look that up. That's a fact. So I, I got the degree Damn. in sport management, but if I had someone who was really looking on my best interest, they should have said, go get a degree in education. Go get a substance degree, mm-hmm. something that I could use. And if sports is what your true passion is, and you can and land enough, that's, that's a, I mean, you can get a that's, master's in it. Dude, I, when I have, so I'm in social services, human services, dude, there's so many jobs that are available, I, right? Dude, they need social workers so bad right now, especially with our economic circumstances with, and just people don't want to do they that shit. So. Yeah. I mean, people want to do it because the system has made it so rough yeah. for, they, for so the, it's hard, man. I have some days people. where I'm like, Jesus, dude, there's just like, my the system is just like, it's just for like, a job that pays me 40 grand. Like you're gonna go do social services, okay? And then they pay, and then they expect like after you get done with your degree and you're qualified for this, they're gonna pay you like thirteen dollars an hour. Like, yeah. oh, so feel grateful that like we're giving like this. You no- take advantage of people's hearts, man. Of like you have to be grateful for the job that they fucking give you because they pay you money because they're your employer is bullshit. You don't have to be grateful. Like, I hate them. that idea. Like, oh, fuck. you gotta feel grateful. You can, for everyone. you can say, you can just be like, I like, like, why feel grateful when you know you deserve more? Because you should be able to pay your goddamn rent. You shouldn't yeah. have to go get and a afford a house. You shouldn't be stuff. able to be like, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to be a social worker by day and then like Uber driver by night. Mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't be a thing. And also, fuck Uber. <laughs> oh my lord, it's fifty-seven, fifty-seven. St. Petersburg University, Purdue. Shout out to Ray and his mid-majors. If you don't know who Ray is, he's been on this podcast Ray's been three on times. This podcast. So. I just got the live update, and Purdue may go down to a 15 seed, which is unreal. We just got a live update. It's 59, 57. Ray is the greatest. Like you would like. Ray he picked that. What? Well, my bracket's destroyed. What's going on? What's going on? So if you met our friend Ray. Um, if you met our friend Ray, he loves mid majors, but he also like went to all these great WWE events when it was like Team Extreme. Yeah, yeah when it was he was at the Undertaker's debut at Survivor Series. Oh, ninety one. Yeah, damn, that's yeah. an unreal. It is sixty fifty seven St. Pete's. This is I, unreal. So I want to because I don't like having my podcast so much more than an hour because then people stop listening to them. They don't want to get exclusive content <laughs> this is unreal this has been fun this has been all over the place today yeah we've got we can go a little longer like it's crazy because we started this out we had to let darren know that he is live on the air yeah. it's probably unheard of on musing with matt but we're following the legal obligations that we have <laughs> by state to state law yeah, if you know anything about radio if someone in California was listening, and I did not tell my brother he was on the air, we may face litigation. We don't know because Musings with Matt is a hit, as we know, in <laughs> Russia, in Vietnam, Russia. Australia, yeah. Germany. Yeah. Fuck yeah. This is an international podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys don't understand. We're an international we are watching an 
We're on an international <laughs> podcast. We are broadcasting live yep. to people all over. It's great. Like, we are broadcasting to countries that have way better health care than we do. Yeah. It's unreal. And they want amazing. We're well, yeah, I'm, Americans. I'm sl- I, and Vladdy Putin, if you're listening, cut the shit. They're like, you, <laughs> you dumb Americans <laughs> talking about health care. Yeah. Also, you might take away their health. We don't need no health Um... I'm not. I'm not an advocate. You should just calm down, and then when like Joe Biden keeps calling you a war criminal, she's like, "Oh, that's funny." <laughs> Painting the collar black. Uh, Collar black. Um, what do you think no. about flip? What do you think about WrestleMania and and uh, what's going on with that? Ah, I, dude, the build up has well, been so lackluster. Yeah, like, the build has like, been awful. This has been a bad build up to WrestleMania. Like even the COVID year. Kevin Owens was awesome. Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens was great. what? <laughs> what? Boy. Ah, ah. <laughs> I love when he couldn't like I saw a video that he couldn't like grab the beers when they were throwing <laughs> it and he was just like discouraged. He's like, Oh, it's a lot harder <laughs> than it really is. It's a lot of hand eye coordination. Like the way like Stone Cold just snags them with just like one arm, you're like one hand, you're like, What? Um and it's I, I very lacklustering, like And I mean I, I watch AEW now more than I AEW's watch AEW's legit. Yeah, I like the crash and burn style. Yeah. It's like the that's like I, the fun. But there's like so good wrestling when it's on. Like when you have like CM Punk versus Dax Hardwood this week, like it was just so good. Like Was it? I can't match, wait to watch it. That opening match was just perfect. Awesome. And it's like got like hints of like Bret Hart. Let's talk about Edge's awful new theme. For Alter Bridge? Is it, is it Alter Bridge? I honestly haven't heard it yet. Alter, yeah, you got Alter Bridge to do that. WWE decided to like buy some licensing. Oh, that's... that's oh, I, wanted I like that they kept Alter Bridge. Got him back out of retirement. Do, Guy from Creed ain't speaking, there. Speaking of wrestling podcasts, I want to do a podcast with you, Matt, about how we can talk about um, monopolies through Vince McMahon. Fuck yeah. Like, I thought that would... And how, I'm like, there for that. Like, we could, like, discuss monopolies through, like, how Vince McMahon took over the world. So, like... Yes. <laughs> like, For, it'll be a full podcast. Yes, it will. Like, it'll full, be an exclusive. We can, I mean, it... Oh, man. The things that... I'll just leave it with this. The things that... That's just some good shit right there. <laughs> the things <laughs> that that Vince has done in the wrestling industry and somehow still runs a giant company is criminal. I well, yeah, I mean... When you have that much money, when you have that much money, like yeah, I know you can't, you can get away with pretty much anything. I know, I know, but you, yeah, you ever seen Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've seen Pete's winning this. But uh, yeah, I want to, I want to do a podcast that discusses how monopolizations happen in this country through Vince McMahon. Let's do it because you can learn a lot through like the history of wrestling. Yep. Absolutely. And how these like how the WWE absorbed how these, every how these companies absorb stuff and like we'll use WWE as a um, yeah as an example. Where do you think? Where do you think? It, where do you think? It, say, where do you think it goes? Do you think that? Uh, do you think WWE ever like absorbs AEW or any? Do you think? I don't know. Tony's I, rich enough not to. the con. That's what I said. The cons have more money than Vince McMahon. They I can know. Just like they have like. And I mean that's still like. I you don't know. think it'll happen unless if like it really folds. But right. Tony can just like move that company and have enough money to still like, right. fuck off. And I mean, they have enough star power now. When they have, they have Brian, they have Punk, they have you know Moxley. Well, they keep. I mean, they have their core fan base, and there's my yeah. critiques about it that they need like they need to get 
some people in there to put some structure. If that means like they got Regal, they can get yeah. Road Dog to come in and help do TV format. Cause this week's format was like, I don't want to spoil it, but like banger hour. You got a full banger for Dude, an hour. A lot of, so like I can watch an AEW show, Rampage sometime kind of sucks, but I can, Dynamite, I can watch pretty much the full two hours and just watch yeah, it. It's, I can't do that with a WWE I, show. I get some, there's, <laughs> there's just so much talking. They just need to like, I mean, there's too much entrances and too much talking. And a three minute and, match. Yeah, so no. annoying. Isn't With it? a bullshit ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all. I mean, AEW does some bullshit endings they do. too. Where they like do. you're like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. let's just like, there's some like I hate I hate when like if the wep I hate the use of weapons to like for no. Plus they're reason. doing they're doing the uh, the thumbtack shot over and over and yeah, over again. Like, yeah, oh my lord, that's so annoying. <laughs> like, so like, why do we we get it? We yeah. we got like, tacks. The boys did some tacks and then the girls did some tacks, but it's like you don't need like. You, don't you, need can't, you can't do it all the time. It's already bloody. We don't need it like three yeah. day, ten days after. Well, and that's why the like the I think the we're gonna look back and we're gonna look at that dog collar match from MJF and Punk, and that's gonna go down as one of the oh, real like historic, one of the great, greatest ones. They didn't even need to use the thumbtacks. Well, no, like, um, but I'm saying, but they don't have a lot of dog collar matches, man. There's no, only a few. Do, they don't do a whole lot anymore. No, and like. And that's part of the, plus the storytelling with Punk and MJF was fucking fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, the promos they did and they fed off each other and there was you could tell there's some. I really think MJF in 2014 when Punk left, he was really feeling that what he was talking about. You know, what I mean, I think that was some real stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. those guys really knew how to write. Yeah, one work together. Yeah, to tell the story. Yeah, air out like. Grievances and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you can just, clearly tell that was all CM Punk, like behind that that storytelling. Like when you have when well, they, Punk. I mean, and I might be biased. I'm a huge it. Punk fan, but he's a genius storyteller. He's like, great as a storyteller. Same with Brian. Like Brian's, Brian's a great too. storyteller. Like they have like so many good wrestlers, and yeah. like the way like I'm I don't even like hate I, the champion that much, but. Adam Adam Payne. I dude, they, he puts on a good match, but he can put on a good match, but they just don't put their champion on enough. No. Like that's the problem. Like his brain is so lackluster. Like stop protecting him. Let him fucking right. beat up some job. Although, didn't it feel like when like Omega was champion that it was a little bit more elevated? Like yeah, like, I, I would yeah. rather he was pushed higher. Yeah, I I mean when I, I hate the thing I hate, and I know Jim Cornette brings it up, and like I, I got a lot of flack. I posted the thing with Jim. Dude, Jim Cornette is fucking great. But, <laughs> but um, but um, that was on my personal Facebook page. But it was funny. It had nothing. I had nothing to do with wrestling. When I put the, the context of it, it's just speaking of meta. But um, um, <clears throat> like the, the <sighs> Tony Khan, like my like Tony Khan will have an idea. And then in, he'll like bring new people in that are far more talented, far more mm-hmm. prestige than who he has. And then he's like, I'm still going with that idea. And it's yeah. like, you can't like, you just brought CM Punk in, like right. put the fucking belt on him. You just brought Brian Danielson in, yeah. four time world champion. Put the belt on him. Like yeah. there's no reason you can't. When you're talking about some of the most, especially in the AEW land with their fan base, you're talking about legends here. Like, Brian it would Punk, be like, better to have Hangman Page be the title chaser, right? Rather than sure. like he loses to Brian. Yeah, Brian's the champion. 
we still have heel Brian. Whatever yeah. this faction is, we like we, we wouldn't know that Regal came in. But what we could have Brian. Well, I or, think I think the whole faction with Brian Regal and it's going to end up against sports entertainers versus yeah. pro wrestlers. Yeah. I hope they break. What I would like because well, Jericho's doing the I'm a sports entertainer. Yeah, I would like to. I don't know what Cesaro's deal is, but it would be great to see yeah. Cesaro part of that because Regal talks how much him and Claudio get along well. Yeah, but then like Cesaro's got to go to and then Cesaro and like Claudio. You feel like if he wants it, and he's got you know it. like like the um the uh the days that hazed out like Jake Hagar like it's like yeah. oh Cesaro and Hagar has like um history oh, yeah. yeah so it history would make sense and um we but um people <laughs> but like yeah Tony kind of like has an idea and it doesn't work or like something happens and then he like keeps it going it's like you got my worry is is I feel I like, like I feel, my worry is with AEW. I, I think AEW is the superior product right now. But my worry is is that, um, like when I first started, I really think that it was really controlled and the storylines were really controlled and had a lot of influence from the wrestlers. My worry is that it's becoming like the WWE with the cons and like Tony Khan is controlling more and more and more and not listening to you know what i mean tony's putting on yeah tony is doing like you need to if if brian has an idea you need to do what he says if if, you know what i mean to be fair what the early AEW stuff was god some of it was so atrocious and like i'm glad tony khan took that fucking reins on it because it wasn't doing well like his story he got it to go where it needed to be but now he's taking on too much you have people in there that can build stories and do stuff let them have the hand like you need to buy a booker or have a general manager yeah like i'm tired of like being like oh you can't have a general like we don't need general manager in wrestling yes you do yeah there it's needs part to be- of like the standard now yeah like i get that the indies don't really always have general managers they don't but when you look at when tna was successful mm-hmm. they had a general manager yeah when tna was really giving wwe a run for their money yeah it, they had a general manager in wwe's for the last wasn't it bischoff it was bischoff yeah <laughs> they well not that. dixie love- carter yeah dixie, dixie carter, carter yeah. dixie and then yeah. um angle's wife right no. no no i think no not karen i mean i wasn't really i love bischoff is bischoff's run as the raw gm yeah regal is awesome and regal's, regal's awesome probably too. the best teddy GM, long but teddy, teddy long was a good run but no they need to just like have a guy that all at me playing tony <laughs> holla, holla. the undertaker theodore long is so great but um what I'm saying, um, no, like they're, they're Tony, like AEW needs to tighten the screws, and there's a lot of botches. Like, let's be there fair, is there is a fucking ton of botches, and it's like we get like when you're like doing a swanton bomb off a twenty foot ladder, like if you miss, like that's on you, yeah, and like we get it, but it's like like those are like things that happen, but like. You need to like make sure that wrestling is clean. Mm-hmm. Like it needs like because the, the people's not gonna the people. I mean, there has to they have to buy it. You know what I mean? Saint Pete's just won. Like a fifteenth seed beat a fourteenth seed. This is the first time in NCAA history a fifteenth seed made it to the elite eight. Like this that's is crazy. unbelievable. This that's is a crazy. magical run. Like if they get to the uh, like the final four. Yeah. Like we gotta go to New Jersey and party. Like literally gotta go down to Jersey. All right. This is crazy. Harlow's is it okay if we stop it for a night and go watch some wrestling? Yes, we yeah, gotta watch some wrestling. Watch some wrestling. Yeah. All right. 
Thank you, everyone, if you've lasted this long. This was, God, we talked about ghosts. We talked and about I'm, religion. I, I just want to let about... everyone know I'm awesome. <laughs> you have any parting words, Darren? Um, I hope you laugh. I hope you cry. <laughs> I hope you realize how fucked America is. <laughs> yeah. All right, people, peace. Peace and love. Peace and love.